you stay too late, uh, you're no longer good. I was looking up uh, just a couple minutes ago. Dame's age. Dame is 32, 32. Which means he's a vet. He's had injuries. He's in his 30s. You don't have 10 years with Dame. You have a max of five. And because he's short, I mean, I don't mean like he's short. He's not tall for NBA. Yeah. He's listed as feet, but he might be 5'10. Right. Right. I give him six foot. I give him like 6'1. With shoes without. I think he was listed 6'3 with you. So he probably like 6'1. Okay. Okay. So let's say he's 6'1. Six foot even. How about that? Okay. Six foot even. (laughs) Right, six yeah. feet even without shoes. With shoes, he's like six two, right? Six yeah. two, half six three. Um, still not tall. So you give your defensive liability, and then you're in a league where def- uh, defense is rewarded anyway. Um, your runway is five years max. Welcome back to another episode of the CVMK show. It goes down here because it is what it is. Look, I'm your host, CVMK33, aka Cody himself. But we got an amazing podcast episode. We're covering from ESPN uh, firings to D Rose to Memphis to Dane, where he's going to Wimby versus Chet to Brandon Miller. I had to bring somebody in special. So that we could cover this in depth. I mean, he's a podcast guru in his own right. We're going to talk sports today. We're going to chop it up. I want y'all to welcome Steve-O Speaks, a.k.a. Steven Simmons. Steve, how you doing today? Hey, what's good? How you doing? I'm well, man. I'm glad to have you on. Yeah, man, I've been excited to get on. Definitely time to talk some sports. A lot of, a lot of stuff been happening the last few days, for sure. That's for sure, dude. I've I've been really, you know, keeping an eye on it. Uh, not just sports, but entertainment as a whole. I mean, there's just a lot of movement that we need to cover. We need to understand. We need to unpack. And you know, I couldn't think of anybody better than Steve Bo speaks himself. So we're gonna get into it. But just a quick word from our sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. www.cbmkglobal.store get your protein transform creatine super thick bca saucy warrior thirst pre-workout warrior thirst superpower uh pre-workout pre-workout meta man look it's all there just go to www.cbmkglobal.store look we are going to get into it uh because Oh my God, it's, it's just amazing. It's an amazing time that's going around in the league and entertainment as a whole. And I think it would be a miss for us not to cover certain things because it's worth discussing and it is what it is on the CVMK show. So without further ado, let's bring up our first topic being 
D Rose, one of my favorites, one of my uh, all-time favorite personnel, favorite athletes. Uh, not obviously my goal is LeBron, but if there is somebody that made me stop wearing Nikes. <laughs> it is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose to me, he re-energized the point guard space. 2008, he changed basketball. Like we're the same age, went to high school. I remember hearing about Pooh, but seeing him uh, in the space. uh, Well, I remember like we're in the same high school years. I didn't go to Simeon, but like I was here playing in the second conference out here in Sandburg, uh, and then hear about this kid from the inner city in Chicago that was just destroying everybody. Derrick Rose became a local legend. Uh, and then he became a national phenom at Memphis, and then he became to me a global star those first three years of the Chicago Bulls. So, he has just been recently signed to Memphis, and since Ja will be serving out his 25-game suspension, we know the first 25 games, Derrick Rose will be the starter. Uh, So, I put this little video together so people can help uh, understand and remember how cold Derrick Rose not just was, but is. And then we're going to get into it. So I'll play this and then we'll break it down. Shot clock already down to five. Finally get it up. Derrick Rose straight away looking to triple catch it. Jeff Teague, it's going to be a challenge for Derrick Rose now. One thing I was looking forward to is he takes Rudy Gobert right to the rack. What a finish by D. Rose. His body control, the way that he's able to handle the basketball and get to where he wants to. It's the second time Derrick Rose now is taking on Rudy Gobert. Speaking of body control, Anthony Towns comes over and helps alter the shot. Minnesota's shot blocking has gotten so much better. Rose comes shot, but he makes the shot anyway. Rose attacks, challenges Gobert, and Gobert couldn't get there in time. We could have a whole highlight reel of Derrick Rose attacks to the rim on Rico Gobert tonight. Belly's playing well for Sacramento. 21 points for Belly last night. Rose playing really well for the Timberwolves in the starting nod here tonight. Is that perfect, though? Love the Yankee for Cowbell. Love the Anchorman as well. Terrible start. 124 in that home loss to the Warriors. Oh, yeah. The Bulls offense is rolling. They got a chance to wow. threaten that here tonight. This is a lot of wild moments here. Shot clock down five. Oh my God! Nineteen in the third quarter has his first points of the fourth quarter. Rose, Derrick Rose has forty-one, one off of his NBA career high. <laughs> Rose out of the corner, and it's a new career high for Derrick Rose. That's crazy. A lot of dribbling. The stop, the go, the finish. 46 for Rose. Rose gets inside, puts up a tough shot, and hits it anyway. 48. Century for Derrick Rose here tonight. On a game like this, 50 points against a good team. Crowder, three, no long rebound, tracked down by Rubio. Ingles will fire for three. That won't drop another rebound. Excellent. Blocked in the corner by who else? 
Fat Jeff T was on that team. <laughs> right. A lot. A lot of people. Biggest. Man, everybody. Tyler. Right. Everybody gone. Jim, I haven't checked to see what the NBA high is for points total this year, but it's up the young. I remember because he dropped 51 and then Katie dropped like 55 that next game. I was like, really? You just can't let him have his glory. Man. To me, it was iconic. Um, but that was what four years ago, three years ago. Yeah, going on. Yeah, going on four. Going on four. Uh, and then the next we hear Derrick Rose. He has the amazing playoff performance run with New York. Actually, that might be five. Yeah, it's actually five years ago. Yeah. So, Steve, I'm throwing it to you. Which Rose is Memphis getting? Well, clearly you're getting um, Minnesota, New York, D uh, Rose at best. If you're getting any, of course you're not gonna get D Rose of the D Rose we all grew to love. Of course you're not getting that, but you still getting uh, uh, a point guard that what Ja did he can still do. Um, he should fit right in in the role of the uh, offense that they had. Um, it's almost a perfect fit <laughs> to be honest. Like there's out of all the guards that we paired job to, Joe is one of the closest ones. And um, like uh, like even though the stats might say like if you look at the stats of the last year, he only averaged what five point seven points. It's just because he wasn't being played. Every uh, for the rest of his career, it been double digits. So you're gonna get that double digit. Um, the mind of Rose is completely different now. So his mindset is not always to go out there and kill. It's also is to go out there and get his teammates involved. He become way a way better facilitator than he once were, and that just what happens when you go through injuries like that. He's completely, he's one of those players that have completely changed his game around sure. for the better. Sure. Um, I like it. I like you going to Memphis. It's almost a perfect fit. I couldn't ask for uh, any better guard to go over there. I think right. I um, you know, I think you're getting a more cerebral. Derek, he's not the 2008 jumping yeah. out film, twitchy, you know, can go one on five the whole game playing at a different level, different speed. He's not that Derek. Right. Um, but he is still Derek Marcello. Like, he still has another in the tank, uh, particularly just to cover 25 spread and then to play backup uh, and, you know, assist and, and lead. Uh, as they get deeper into the playoffs, I also think it changed the Bulls. His first tenure, you know, well, not first, but his only tenure with the Bulls, having a heavy defensive player, Jaron Jackson. Yeah. Similar to Joe Kim Noah. 
uh, you know, having some wing defenders and whatnot. So I think it's a style of offense that he's very accustomed to. I guess the question for me is, is this enough for Memphis, right? Like, does this put Memphis over the top? Can they beat the Lakers? Can they beat Golden State? Can they beat Sacramento? Uh, Can they beat Denver? Does this team have enough to go further? Um. Well, because I, I I've also had been asked that question when it comes to this situation with Memphis, but like to me is I feel like there's so many ways you can look at this situation with Memphis because we all know and the stats don't lie behind it. Memphis still wins with John not there, especially I mean, but it's different now because uh Tyrus Jones is gone. He's went to um, Washington now, but um while he was there, like. When John was out, it, it looked no different. They were still winning games. So I, I believe getting Marcus Smart and D Rose at the same time will buy you time for Ja to come back to make that fight. Because I, I think when it comes to if they can go all the way, to, like you said, to beat the Lakers, the Phoenix, the um, people like that, it was, I don't think it was never exactly about t- uh, talent it was because they're young and they just haven't been there to experience it and they haven't made it this far so um i think it's all about um this this signing was really not necessarily for like to be honest i think the market smart was more of a this will improve our team along with veteran but i think this signing was we can start him at Josh's position if we need to. He can he plays very similar to Josh, and then we can put the it's really the mentor outside of basketball and with basketball because with the basketball, D Rose can sit there and be talking about, "Hey, bro, you can't do this your whole life." Now I understand it's different because D Rose was out here six two freaky and two hundred pounds, and um, Josh six three one hundred seventy five soaking wet. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. So he he might can be a little bit more longevity because of his frame. But I think D Rose gonna sit him down and be like, "Hey, bro, like you, I like that you got a little floater game um, to you, but uh, maybe you should stop jumping so high, planning so hard on that floater, because that's one of the reasons why Derrick Rose got hurt. He he realized that some of the moves he was out there doing was just reckless. There was no need to go." 100 miles per hour and do the most strongest hop step when there's one minute left in the the game. Like, it's just stuff like that. And then we all know the outside drama that's going on with Ja. Um, D-Rose didn't been in the city. He's been around it. Uh, Friends have been around it. Lost friends, brothers, everything around it. Brothers have been around it. So, um, and one thing, he he was sheltered away from it, but he gonna tell you the truth. Like one thing, Derrick Rose is cool. He's probably not gonna hound job about it. But one thing, he gonna keep it real. He gonna tell him the truth. So, hey, don't D Rose will happily take your ACL. So get it together. <laughs> like, Just one good ACL to get, bro. I would love, and this is me secretly. You know, I'm a huge LeBron fan. But if there's any player that I want to get a ring above it's all, Derrick, is Derrick Rose. I would love for Derrick. To have the comeback season that makes you question why they want to start Ja, right? Like, or like to be that cold that places the organization 
yeah. in, in a pickle. Like, oh, do we really want to do this? Do we, you know? <laughs> so uh, I definitely believe in that. I think, as you mentioned, it definitely is more of a mentor role. I think Derek's story will resonate with Ja and my hope and prayers that Ja listens. Uh, but does this change the standings in the West? The future of the West, to me, is set. Lakers re-signed everybody. And, and more. Anyway. Right? Um, go to State, re-signed Draymond. Uh, Denver, they lost Bruce Brown, which is huge. But I don't know if that loss is so detrimental that it dethrones them. So the first three spots are pretty much solidified. Does Memphis go up or down in the standings this year? Um, if all things go right, they might stay exactly where they are. But that just that's being objective. So I could see them sliding one to two spots. It's definitely possible because. Um, like I'm not the biggest believer of Phoenix, but Phoenix can definitely um make some noise. Uh, Dallas made a lot of good moves in um in free agency and in the draft, so they're not this, exactly the same team. I'm kind of excited to see how they would will be. So Dallas, you got to watch out for Dallas as well. New Orleans is another one. So um, New Orleans is a team you got to pay attention to. So it would be wrong for me to say that I could see them just staying there because it's just too many. Like we all know, the West is, is super stacked, and there's a lot of up and young up and coming teams that I haven't even mentioned yet. True, true, true. There's a lot of up and coming teams. I think Sacramento. I think uh, I didn't even think about that. God, no. Dallas. Uh, depending on how Kyrie responds, if he resigns, uh, there's a lot of just up and downness uh, in the West as a whole right now. Let's jump to ESPN is restructuring. Right? There's a lot of layoffs have me so i read this and i want to bring this up espn ceo states that the revenue over the last year has fallen seven percent and he plans to cut five and a half billion dollars in their budget by eliminating seven thousand jobs which equates to four percent of the workforce some of their most notable let goals on-air talent max kellerman on-air talent jay williams uh, on-air talent vince carter on-air talent, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, on-air talents, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, and a few others, right? And I think this is something that is happening across uh, the board. Uh, there's just a lot of moving and shaking. Stephen A. Smith brought this up. I want to play this, and then, Steve, I want to hear your thoughts uh, on it. ESPN, just the other day, laid off about 20 members of its on-air talent. I titled this Change Happened. More to come. Because as you all know, I work at ESPN. My day job is First Take. NBA Countdown to NBA Stephen A's World, all of that stuff, but mainly First Take. And there are a lot of people um, who got laid off. Friends of mine, actually. Definitely respected colleagues who've done a phenomenal job and deserved better. 
But it's not Disney or ESPN that they deserve better from. They deserve better from than the times we're living in. A lot of people don't want to see that. And they don't want to appreciate that. But those are people rife with emotion. Some justifiably, obviously. But are not paying enough attention to the dollars. Right here on this podcast. When Disney announced that 7,000 layoffs were coming. Everybody associated with ESPN knew this day would arrive. Folks as individuals were hoping it just wasn't them. To see Jalen Rose gone, my brother. Done an outstanding job for us covering the NBA for years. Got a lot of love for that brother. A lot of the great work he's done over the years. What he's represented for the company. I'm going to miss him. Jalen Rose has always been good to me. And I loved working with him on NBA Countdown. He is a brilliant, brilliant basketball mind. He is somebody that worked his ass off all the time. There was never an assignment he backed away from. There was never a time he didn't want to work. And my heart goes out to him for being one of these cuts after his exceptional run at ESPN. Jeff Van Gundy's another. You don't get labeled as a part of the A-team unless you're an A-teamer. That was Jeff Van Gundy, former head coach of the New York Knicks, former head coach of the Houston Rockets, outstanding, brilliant basketball analyst for ESPN for years. I could say I'm going to miss him, but I just can't imagine he's going to be out of work for long. I'm sure I'll see him on the air doing his thing. Him and Mark Jackson with Mike Breen, without question, the A-team. Guys that I was proud to call colleagues and still am and always will be. Mike Breen, a Hall of Famer. One of the greatest to ever do what he's done as a play-by-play guy, as far as I'm concerned. Jeff Van Gundy's been a Hall of Fame analyst and commentator. I believe Mark Jackson would be the same. But we're going to have to sit up here, along with very many others. Okay, Neil Everett from SportsCenter. Ashley Brewer from SportsCenter. You know, my brother Keyshawn Johnson. Neil Everett got let go? Yeah. Now, I know him on a far more personal level than I know many others. We've been friends for over 20 years. Um, I'm sad to see him go. I think he'll be fine. Keyshawn Johnson is a businessman extraordinaire. He knows how to make money, knows how to get money, and he is not phased. He is fine. I spoke to him over the weekend. He's fine. But I personally am going to miss him because of his contribution to First Take. What he has done for me, what he's done for my life, just being a big brother and a friend of me. I love him to death. And I know he's going to be fine. There's various others, and I don't want to mention everybody because I don't want to forget anybody's name. But those names certainly come to mind. I'm even going to mention Max Kellerman. 
I know y'all I am not happy that he is gone. We all know what history we had. We all know what happened with he and I parting ways on first take. I don't want the brother unemployed. I want him gainfully employed. I want him having a job and a career. And that brother knows his boxing inside as out as smart as a whip and has been around a long time. I wish he no ill will. And a matter of fact, although I sincerely doubt he ever will, if he ever called me needing my help, I would not hesitate to help him. Just because I don't want to work with you directly in a debate show doesn't mean I didn't want to work with you. Doesn't mean I couldn't have worked with him covering a boxing match. Doesn't mean I couldn't have worked with him covering a UFC match. Doesn't mean I could have worked with him doing Sports Center, a Sports Center segment, or somebody else. I was just talking about a two-hour debate show. I wanted a different partner. That's all. I wish the brother nothing but the best. Yeah, what it is. Right, it's what it is. But if we gonna be real about it. Let's deal with reality. Oh, no. This ain't the end. More is coming. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I could be next. Let me tell y'all something. He closed the laptop. Right. Don't ever, ever, ever in your life as a black person take anything for granted hello i told you before when black folks when white folks catch a cold black folks catch pneumonia daniel everett are gone jeff van gundy's are gone the uh you know david pollock outstanding football college football analysts love him he was one of the casualties todd mcshay College football analyst extraordinaire, especially for the NFL draft. He's been late. He's part of the casualty. I didn't know Love that. Him. You didn't think black folks was going to be on the list too? That's always the case. And the one thing that I can tell you about Stephen A, this ain't 2009. <laughs> I really didn't see it coming. My eyes are always wide open now. I'm never comfortable. I never take anything for granted and I never assume that I'm safe. And first takes number one and been number one for 11 and a half plus years. Let me address something. Some of the haters out there about me. Y'all can kiss my ass. (laughs) Twice. He said twice. Hey. I'm talking about the people. I'm talking directly to the people. Oh, man. Hey, Stephen Who's A. That being said, why isn't Stephen A gone? Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a few people at ESPN getting paid more than me. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have one, you know? They don't have the top ratings, they don't generate more revenue. How come y'all didn't bring their names up? And by the way, none of them are black. How come you didn't bring their names up? Oh, wow. I wonder why. I'm talking to those folks, the critics in the media. Mm-hmm. Or the wannabe media with the blogosphere and the websites. That never went through the terrain of being a members of official members of the fourth state. 
All right, let's break this down. Steve, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, first, I seen it coming. Right. Um, and, and even with like Stephen A. himself, I seen him preparing just in case because if you paid attention, a lot of those people like skipping on it, they're yeah. getting their social media stuff together fast. Yeah. This this Stephen A.'s podcast came out of nowhere. Skip podcast came out of nowhere. Shannon. Yeah. A lot of these dudes are getting podcasts because they understanding where the, where the world is going. TV is like TV is slowly and slowly and slowly getting drawn out. Nobody's watching TV no more. It's true. So, um, I knew cuts. Cuts happen with every company. I did from sports to the media room to Wall Street. The cuts happen. Now. I was not one of those people saying, "Hey, why Stephen A here?" Because I understand why the I understand the greatness of Stephen A. Yes, I I I don't. Let me not say I don't understand why people don't dislike him because it, it, he, 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 some people just don't like his personality, which is understandable. But for me, for people out there that saying he ain't talented, and he ain't good, what he's doing, you're just wrong. I'm sorry, you don't know. You just don't know how to. Get into podcasts, then try to do some analytical stuff. You realize how good Stephen A is, but it's just um, I, I was definitely one of those people. Like, it, there's a lot of people on ESPN right now that's still there, and I was like, they made the cut. Mm. Like, it, yeah. y'all, this layoff was going probably going to go down as one of the biggest layoffs in ESPN's history, and they didn't have some pretty big layoffs. I remember um a couple years ago. Um, I forget who was this, but it was a lot of main contributors on there that moved on to FS1. And a lot of people done it, but it's true. Um, it it just as a to to make it a whole thing, it just made it just reminded me that ESPN as a whole is just dying. Ooh. It's just dying. It, it, it it's not the same. And um, to be honest, if you want to be real, first take is the only thing that's keeping it afloat. Yeah, it's true. And next to it. I used the only thing besides first take that I would personally watch was um I watched the morning show with Jay Max and um Keyshawn. That Keyshawn. was barely that was entertaining. Yeah. I would get up every five o'clock. That was my show. And Jeff Van Gunny was probably one of the people that I can listen to for a whole game. Yeah. People know I can't I love Reggie Metal, but I hate when he calls the game. He's but boring. He's a little he's, boring. Any a nerd, but but that's another thing. <laughs> but yeah, it just I seen it coming. I feel like ESPN is dying, and it, it just you to me. You're just gonna see a lot of people break out into their own mode in in a social media game. You know, you brought up some great points. Uh, I do think ESPN is dying. It's it's weird to watch a giant die. Uh, yeah, because if we go back 20 years ago. There was nothing bigger than ESPN when it came to sports. It was the show. You know, every other network had like WGN and we had Jim Rose, but you were basically second tier, right? Like yep. in the days of Stuart Scott, Neil Everett, um, Dan Patrick, Dan Patrick, yep. Chris Berman, you know, there was nothing bigger. I mean, I remember when uh, first take was cold pizza. Right, and you had Woody Page mm-hmm. and and Skip, and you know that was the epitome. That was the the climax, the pinnacle of the sports broadcasting. 
And now you're right. People, I mean, first of all, cable is super expensive. Uh, Very. Xfinity lowering these bills. Uh, And you're right. Nobody really watches TV. I mean, people watch highlights. People stream on their phone. People watch podcasts, uh, short form content, uh, subscription content. But as far as like, you know, like, oh, my show comes on at seven. Nobody does. That. <laughs> That's not happening. Yeah, it's no. not happening. That's not happening. So it was bound to happen. I personally think, and I agree with Stephen A., nobody at ESPN, as far as an honor talent, should be making more than Stephen A. Smith. No offense to them. And, I, you know, I'll never get into people's pockets, but. It, it's the reality, though. Yeah, I mean, everybody else is, I mean, J.J. Red, I mean, like, who are these people? You know, That's what I want to know. Who are they? Who <laughs> right. is it? Like, cause like I, I, and don't get me wrong, I love JJ. There's definitely a place at ESPN for JJ, right? But Stephen A is, he's literally the face. He's right. literally the face of ESPN. You don't when ESPN pops in your head, Stephen A is a close second right behind. Him. Hello. So yeah, they, they, they hear him say that I'm not the only one. I'm not even people above me pay. Who? And I feel like with Stephen A, if Stephen A wanted to. You know, like if he wanted to rock the boat, Stephen A could go right over to Fox and be on FS1 since they don't have a show right now and be on Undisputed. <laughs> and we'd have first thing all over, like him and Skip, like Stephen A carries a lot of influence. That's not Very. a piece you want to move, right? So uh, definitely is dying. It is weird to see all those personalities let go. Uh, I, I even like Max Kellerman, but you I know, do too. You know, I think Max. I didn't think Max was the fit. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah, Skip. But I thought uh, the morning drive, uh, Keyshawn J and Will was good. Uh, there's a That's, lot of other yeah. segments you could have put. You know. Yeah. Max, yeah, Max is um, that's the thing about you. Max is not the brain to argue and debate. Max is the I like he he's the one that he's the brainiac. He would bring out a stat that you didn't ever think about. He's the type to um like he remembers a lot of things in history as well. Like he's one of those people like he's like that him being the host was almost perfect because he, he he one thing I learned I, I noticed about him and me learning my whole thing hosting ain't easy and he fell into it very easy with, with great ease. No, he did. And you're right. Hosting is definitely not easy. Hosting is exhausting. You got to learn. You have to rehearse. You need to have a flow. It's not out here just shooting from the hip. You know, it's not barbershop talk. And I think a lot of times people start podcasts or whatever, and it becomes barbershop. And there's no strategy and science. They didn't take the time to do the research. They're not clipping out articles like we see right here. Implementing video, have absolute subject matter content to cover. It's just like... Oh, that man trash. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Max Kellerman to me is, is a premier talent. I can see Max, honestly, on CNN. Yeah. Uh, Max Kellerman reminds me of Keith Oberman. Like that news kind of hippie-ish, you know, yeah. like Max, Max definitely fits that mold. Yeah. Um, I'm sure these individuals won't stay unemployed for long, but 
they're definitely restructuring and it's coming. Uh, like even I see Jalen Rose, it was like, man, like good God. Like y'all just letting it was just like y'all letting anybody go at this point. Cause it's like Yeah. Like like I, like I said, I'm not gonna sit here and wish for nobody <laughs> job to be taken, but there's definitely a lot of people in key roles that are completely trash right at their job right now. And hey. And Jalen's not one of them. And Jalen's definitely not one of them. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, I'm I could say twenty of them, a good twenty of them did not deserve to get fired. Yeah, I say that Jeff Van Gunny's not one of them. But when Jalen Rose, I'm like, and I'm not trying to get people fired, but there's a there's a few other names I'd throw in before I. I'm really not trying to do it, bro. It's it's all the tip of my chuck. I'm trying to be <laughs> nice. There's a few other names. I'm trying to be I'll nice. Be like, bro, you could be gone. I take Jalen over you any day. Like Jalen Rose. All the smoke. Call Jalen Rose. Get him on. Get him on Showtime. That meant Showtime is going to be one of those people because they're slowly they're attracting a lot of people in that realm and they're 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 building a nice crew over there. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, Showtime, holla at me. Uh, they build a nice little crew. I will. I still want to talk to Ticket. <laughs> I know, KG. The greatest storyteller in NBA history. Oh yes, yeah, big. Argue case. with whoever you want to. That's true. That's true. Let's jump to this segment. When will it be Dame time? Dame requested a trade. He says his priority is Miami. Is this just a publicity stunt? Like, see, when will it be Dame time? See, because I just like a couple days ago, I did a video on it because I was sitting here like, huh, you might have waited a little too long. You might you might have waited a little too long because he 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 made the announcement drop day two of the free agency yeah so a lot of them um, a lot especially with miami heat which he's we hear a constant reports of him saying i want to be in miami miami made a lot of moves well I, let me not say they made a lot of moves they lost half their team to free agency they lost masters they lost gabe vincent um and those two is probably going to be two of the most major pieces to go into this damn trade so now portland looking back like all you really must have to offer me is Tyler Hero, and y'all wasn't trying to give up Tyler Hero to begin with. So, it, it, to be honest, Dane might end up somewhere he he don't want to be at because he didn't he decided to wait so long because he didn't see the writer on the raw. We've been telling you for years to make your decision and ask for this trade. K, mm. It took KG himself to come out on his own podcast and say, "Hey, bro." I waited too long. People try to tell me the same thing. You need to get up out of there because, well, <laughs> I, I would be blunt and people going to hate me for it, but Portland, Portland and people in Portland and the organization itself from the front office to the owner are just very delusional when it comes to this situation because they don't realize y'all will never be a, dis- a destination spot for free agency. Yeah. So nobody wants to go there. Yeah. And with teams like that, it's about building through the draft, which you did. You got damn through the draft, but you didn't build around him correctly. It's true. Well, you did the best you could. I won't say you did. It's it's just very hard when it comes to teams with that's a low market. It's hard to um make a team because you pretty much got to build through the draft. You got to do everything perfect. Um, you got to get your superstar. But the thing is, which is another topic, your superstar happened to be a point guard. 
and it's, it's just it's very it's very tough for a guard of his stature could point guard to lead a team all the way to the finals because it just don't happen it's true it's true let me you brought up a couple things uh he stayed too long i think loyalty can hurt you in business um and it's weird because if you leave too early you're wishy-washy you're not stable you're a mercenary uh they can't trust you if you stay too late uh you're no longer good i was looking up uh, just a couple minutes ago, Dame's age. Dame is 32, 32, which means he's a vet. He's had injuries. He's in his 30s. You don't have 10 years with Dame. You have a max of five. And because he's short, I mean, I don't mean like he's short. He's not tall for NBA. Yeah, he's listening yeah. to feet, but he might be 5'10". Right. right. I give him six foot. I give him like 6'1". With I, 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 yeah, I without. I think he was listed 6'3 with you, so he probably like 6'1. Okay, okay, so let's say he's 6'1. Six, six foot even, how about that? Okay, six foot even, <laughs> right. Six yeah. feet even without shoes. With shoes, he's like 6'2, right? Six yeah. foot, half, 6'3. Six, um, still not tall, so you give your defensive liability, and then you're in a league where def- uh, defense is rewarded. Anyway, um, your runway is five years max before you're coming off the bench mm. right and that's max arguably it's probably more like two years i ain't gonna do them like that i uh, i mean and i like dame yeah i think because of dame's style he can honestly play in his 40s because he's not really using any of his athleticism it's just really just shooting so like he can play into his 40s but the way you're killing yourself on portland like uh, injury is bound to happen because you're overzooning yourself. Um, you're not, especially now. You really don't have any good veteran help. Um, I don't care what y'all say. Jeremy Grant is not like that. I don't care what nobody say. I will not get that man 160 million. And I honestly feel like that was the one that broke the camel back for this trade to go happen. But um, yeah, I think it. Like you said, it definitely can hurt you because even even though like you, I go back and look at the LeBron situation when I was younger. I didn't know no better. I hated him for it. But looking back on it, I was like, bro, he asked Cleveland more than once. Give me some help. More than once. Give me some help. I'm going to ask you one more time. Give me some help. And at the eight years, he said, okay, you're not listening. I'm entering my physical prime. I'm going to take my career in my own hands. As soon as he did that, a year later or two, a ring. Yeah. You sat there and I, I, I trust me, Dame. I love I love players like I love players that's not willing to leave that quick. I love loyal loyal players, but at this point, you thought you was Kobe, you thought you was Dirk, you thought you was Tim Duncan, you thought you was getting that statue. It ain't happening. Jeez, I love Dame. I love Dame as a player. I have his shoes. Like I said, when we, we hooked up on Saturday. I said, hey, look, you know, I, I rock with Dame. I don't think Portland is not just because it's not a destination city, because who wants to come to Chicago, right? It's a bigger city. It's a bigger market, but the weather here is trash. Um, It's cold more often than not. You know, this is not the nineties. Right. You know, Chicago isn't a destination place either. So I'm going to get Portland. It's better than Portland, but I'm going to give Portland a little uh, respect there. A little, right. So, um, but here's here's my push. You can say I'm not clout chasing or not ring chasing. 
but if the organization has not given you the pieces to actually build and you have taken the max contract, you know, and I, I get it, I would secure future generations too. They also don't have the, the salary cap to really make moves for these individuals. Why not? Uh, why not place yourself in the best winning percentage, considering that most of your money is going to be made off the court anyway? You're right. Why not the Lakers? And I get it. You would be under LeBron's shadow. Get over it. If you yes. go to L.A., they give up because they didn't. They have now have death. They give up Gabe Vincent. Gabe got to go. They got to get rid of. Um, I can already see it'll be Gabe. Uh, the game Dennis got signed. Uh, he's in Toronto right now. Uh, they'll give up D'Angelo Russell. They'll probably give up a wing defender. They will. They'll keep Rui, but they'll give up mm, on that team Vanderbilt. Yeah, they'll give up Bando, and then they'll give up a fourth for Dame. Um, it'll be you, Ar. LeBron, AD, and whoever else they want to throw at the five. You can't tell me you don't get rings with an S. You know what I'm saying? Like, it places you in another stratosphere. You get the exposure being in LA. You get the media hype. All your games are covered. Any type of product you want to promote, you have instantaneous coverage. Your box office. The load is lighter because you're playing with LeBron. And even at age 38 going on 39, LeBron will still be the key target of anybody's defensive plan. You have AD, even though AD's health is, you know, shaky, but, you know. That's an understatement, but. <laughs> right, right. But you're still going to be the man. And then even if the ship goes down, what I mean by that, let's say AD and LeBron get injured, it falls on you anyway, and you're in the purple and gold. Why not the Lakers? Um, I mean that's not my destination for him because to me, I don't think it's as easy to play with LeBron as people make it think, especially now. Mm. Because to be honest, he's not the playmaker he once was. What is it? it, it I mean, and it is. I just think he's more offensive driven now because like it's not he really not playing defense like that so it's like i feel like that load will be on dane for the most part of the time because at this point lebron just sitting there like all right i'm ready for you when you pass me this ball and once i pass this ball i'm doing what i want but and especially when if they make once they make it to the playoff it's really gonna be dame time because it's his game is fit for the playoff i mean for the playoff so um it's definitely not a bad decision because, like, yeah, like you said, if you think of it for the him personally, um, marketing wise, it would be amazing. But me personally, I want you to go to the East Coast. I'm sick and tired of staying up nine thirty to twelve o'clock to watch you play. Go to go somewhere to the East, please. So <laughs> I, Baltimore. <laughs> so I don't care. Just go somewhere. I don't. I. 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 I, I can't take you. Staying, I, I want to see you in the East. I, I just need to see him in the East. But Chicago Bulls, we can't afford them. But you're in the zone, bro. We we just we literally just got the um, and it wasn't even the 
one I wanted because we could have did the end the the end career one. Yeah, and we would have got most of the money, but we just got the the player um, injury. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's when we only got like ten back, ten mil back. So, hey, hey, hey he ain't come to Chicago. <laughs> Jeez, it is what it is. Dame, go where you're happy. Goes where you're respected. I do want to see you in the East as well, uh, but I personally want to see you with. Team LeBron, uh, so we can get five and six. And seven. I don't know why you want to go LeBron for to go play with his son. Hey, he gets five, six in LA. He'll do seven. I, I mean, yes, he wants to play with Bronny, but you know, and there's no but. Five, six. He's got two years left on the contract. Come to come and a player LA, option and a player option. Come to LA, do two years, sign a three year deal, two plus one player option in the third. You ain't know, bad. That's, that's not a bad contract at all. Not a bad contract, and then you'll you'll have the range, you'll have the cachet. It'll be your NBA. Let's go to the next segment: Chet or Wimby? Look, Woo. with Rookie of the Year, you know Chet was all out. He got injured last year in the summer league pickle game playing against LeBron. Uh, that was not a smart move. Uh, but you know Chet is back. He's healthy. Chet can ball. Chet is super skilled. The both seven footers, obviously. Uh, Wimby's a lot longer. Wimby is seven three and a half, flat footed, no shoes, no socks. So when he laces up, they say Wimby's like seven, seven six, five. Eight, yeah, seven yeah. five, seven six, eight foot wingspan. But honestly, looking at them, Wimby just looks bigger. Like I don't know why his height looks more height ish. Is this a problem? Because we looked at Yao Ming, we look at Sean Bradley, we look at players who have been, you know, existentially taller. They don't last long. What's going on here? They only don't last long when you hurt them legs. Anything lower body, you got to stay away from. So, as far as we know, Wimby hasn't had any injuries when it comes to that. But Chet didn't hurt. And then what Chet hurt was actually one of those rare injuries. It was like uh, a piece on the top of his foot. So, yeah. Um, you got to, as a big man, you got to stay away from foot injuries and um, knees and um, back. Those is the those are the career killers. So forever, forever, as they're playing basketball, we're always going to be worried about that longevity and health issue because just players like that—that's what they deal with. One wrong injury to their foot, and it's just hard to recover. Because as humans, super super tall is considered six six. So seven thing, anything past that is like your body. Like I don't even understand what's going on here. <laughs> like, like it's just not your body. Sometimes just don't recover right because it's like, bro, you're not even supposed to be this tall. True. What about the cultural impact? I think you know when he puts on the Spurs jersey, Wimby represents France. He's Parisian. Um, the you know obviously they're not waiting for ESPN. They're subscribed to NBA League Pass. This more mm-hmm. potential with Wimby, who has the biggest impact culturally, Wimby or Oh Wimby? Of course, you got a whole country behind him. He has a whole country behind him. Um, we all know France, and especially in the San Antonio area, they 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 had a Frenchman with just Tony Parker. Um, Wimby has grown up uh, as a uh, being under the the tutelage of Tony Parker, yeah. so he he he's been a Spurs fan for the longest. And we all know as the Spurs, when it comes to player development uh, or um culture, their culture as a whole, um, from top to bottom, they're just world class. A one. And um, one thing we know about, even though, which is really pretty remarkable about Wembley, 
just listen to his interviews before draft, I was like, he's probably the most mature rookie I've seen in a long time by far in this draft. Yeah. So he's going to become a professional, a real professional quickly. Because that's one thing um, San Antonio does. They turn you into professional quick. And he's already halfway there. So one thing, I, I don't have to worry about him as his, as his personal life. It's not going to be nothing to worry about. But, um, yeah, Chet, Chet ain't nobody to sneeze at either. Because, like, hey, we've been watching Chet since he was about 17 years old, crossing up, dunking on Steph Curry, like that's true. Like he, they both, yeah, Yeah. they both have similar wing, uh, uh, similar styles and play. Because one thing, I I think, like, like all of us do, we give so much credit to the offensive game, but the number one thing they're going to be good at off rip is defense. Because that, that's the one thing I watched. One, I already watched the uh, Chet um game, um summer league game, got like three blocks. Because and. And we already know Wembley averaged about three block, three to four blocks in France. So um, they're going to be great defenders off rip. So don't be surprised to hear them as rookies in the defensive player conversation uh, of the year. They're definitely that good when it comes to defense. Is this the end of the American athlete? Uh, and what I mean by that, like, you know, you think of the Wimbies of the world, the Nicolas of the world, the Luca, um, the Giannis's of the world. You know, Chet's not projected. I mean, Chet can hoop, but Chet's not. Uh, he's not at least projected to transform the NBA. Yeah. Um, I won't say it's the end because we always in America we're always going to have an advantage to a degree, just like they have an advantage to a degree, like. Us, we in America, we're naturally more athletic than the people over there. You think um, so? No, that's a fact. We're naturally more athletic than them. Um, we're we're around more talent, so we're, we're probably we're playing against the best of the best. But their advantage over there is when once they come over here, they feel like the NBA is easier because they're way more smarter. They understand the team game to the T. They're they're fundamentally sound. And they've been playing against people stronger than them since they was probably 14 years old. So it's like they both have their advantages that I don't feel like one would just completely overlap the other because there's still dudes coming out of NBA that it's still like Zion is still considered generational talent and he's from America. Um, yes. So like, yeah, but um. Yeah. Don't get it like the wave of the international game is, is crazy and they're coming. They're coming. Um Africa's coming. Yeah. Uh, we found somebody in Greece. So uh who knows? Right. Like we got people from Montenegro coming. So like, hey, you America, don't think y'all just because we playing some of the best people don't mean they they're it's not people from other countries that's just as good. That's true. Speaking of the American athletes, let's go to Scoot versus Brandon. Obviously, Brandon made headlines, uh, splash with his Paul George, the GOAT comment, which is, uh, and I love Paul George. Paul George was saying, Me too. Right. Like, I love PG. PG's game is phenomenal. I mean, perfect NBA body, perfect, smooth, but GOAT, like, that doesn't everything. The whole page. You know, Brandon got off in his first summer league game and. If there's, you know, everybody's talking about Scoot. Scoot is what? Flatfoot 6'2". Yeah. Uh, super athletic. Reminds you of a lot of Russell Westbrook. Uh, bit, bit, I won't say more athletic, but a better physique. 
right? Then Russell. Yeah, he got um, Russ's body now at 19. <laughs> right, he has Russ's body. So, but Brandon Miller has a more complete game. Let's watch this highlight. Let's break down Brandon. The game keeps growing. The development in that league, the talent in that league, and you're just seeing it from these undrafted guys. Oh, basic one. Boy, if I close my eyes, I think that's hard, George. San Antonio up by Crazy. He definitely traveled. Right. He hit the ground. Look, he's on the ground, he bro. bro. I feel like nobody calls that now because a lot of people just be landing, and I'm like, right. You see his feet, but okay, bro. Brandon is cold. Nope, and you can't. I mean, because Brandon is young. He doesn't have an NBA body yet. He's still very. Uh, I mean, for for somebody straight out of college, it's not terrible. It's Six not terrible. nine two hundred. That's not nothing to sneeze at. No, it's nothing to sneeze at. He'll probably grow a couple inches. He'll probably be a real 6'8", 6'9", flat-footed. He's long. He's definitely Paul George-ish. If he adds any muscle, it'll only help him. Uh, who has a better career? And I know that's that's far region. Let's just say, let's reduce it. Who has a better rookie season? Right now, I have Scoot because I expect Dane to, to leave and all eyes will be on Scoot. But I think Brandon will have the better career because Scoot is going to get trapped in the same kind of ecosystem Dane was with no help. So who has the better rookie season? Who has the better career? I don't know, bro. Like, it, 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 it's not... When it comes to them, like, I feel like there's... When it comes to how good they are, it's not too far off. Like, I can't really put one above each other because, like... yeah. Just Scoot is just a a freak when it comes to his style of play. So like, he won't be like it's just certain things he's going to be able to do, and you're going to be like, "How are you doing that?" And there's no explaining it. Um, now, me personally, I think it's going to be Brandon. I mean, not Brandon. What uh, what's his dude? Uh, I just drew a blank. Um, we just watched Brandon. Oh yeah, Brandon Miller. Yeah. I think it's going to be Brandon Miller because like. He just got the whole package. He's going into a situation where 
he ain't gonna have to facilitate like he did in um Alabama. So you got Melo there to facilitate. So he's gonna be there, might be primary scorer for the most point if he if he gets to that level of trust of the organ of the coach there. So I I feel like it can be there because I I don't know how Portland's gonna shake out because Dame could probably be here to the trade deadline. It, it's definitely possible and. It's a lot of like you still got Anthony Simons there. You still got Shaden Sharp. So it's like he's not going into a separation that just like here you got the Kings to the Ferrari. You, you, like you don't you don't. It's not like that. So, I me personally, I, I I think Brandon could possibly until I see otherwise because we still haven't seen a game from school yet. So, um, I, I'm, I'm gonna say Brandon. I'm gonna say Brandon Miller's gonna have a better rookie year. I think school's going to have a better rookie year only because when the trade goes down, they're going to get a lot of pieces and they're going to look for a face. You think they're going to get a lot of pieces? Well, it depends on where they go. It depends on where it goes, yeah. right? They're going to get a lot. Even if it's a lot of future pieces, yeah. they're looking for a face. You got to have a marketing face. Brandon yeah. has the charisma, the face. He is athlete like he has the vibrato of i'm an athlete right i like scoot because of that uh scoot is dynamic he is definitely 2010 russell westbrook he's definitely espn top 10 and it's gonna be like that brandon miller brandon miller is one of those rookies that if you're rebuilding you might want to look for for a trade just like this if you have and this is gonna sound wild the bulls right if you had to give up patrick uh what's the name p will yeah brandon miller is your replacement if you go to mm-hmm. New York and you need a real three, yeah, change trade him for RJ. Yeah, trade him for RJ. Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is a tradable piece right now. I mean, almost in any situation, Brandon Miller. Matter of fact, if I'm Steve Ballmer and I'm looking at the Clippers and I'm like, well, Kawhi's always injured. You know, Paul George gave me something. I can't depend on Kawhi. Now that's not a bad idea because I, when it comes to Clippers, I'm, I'm about done with Kawhi. Right, but that's another topic. <laughs> right, be done with Kawhi. You trade him for Brandon Miller. Charlotte gets a face because they're selling the organization anyway. Right, you get a face. You wrap around Kawhi, Lamelo, Kawhi. You know, obviously, you're not going to win a championship. Well, I can't say that because if Kawhi come back healthy, you know, <laughs> but but you know, but Brandon in L.A. Brandon's motive for that. He'll be with his idol, Paul George. It's almost like Brandon Miller is NBA ready for a title run. Not necessarily be a star, but what Brandon can do is Brandon can give you 16 points every game, right? That's who Brandon Miller is. And that's yeah. that's kind of where I have Brandon in my uh Because, yeah. yeah, I definitely got some reserves about Brandon because – one thing I did that was one of my number one worries about him is at Alabama when they went up against quality players and quality right. teams, he looked that he didn't look like Brandon Miller, like but but also I've also seen with the situation he went through in the midst of it, 
completely lose his mind in the middle of a tournament game. So uh, it shows that he definitely has the he's built to for the bright moments. But uh, I mean, it's, it's just the best of both worlds with him. So um, both of them gonna be trial and error. But um, yeah, those two it, it's gonna be fighting. It's gonna be for the, for the, probably for the rest of their career. It's gonna be neck and neck. I can see it like that. It's it, like they, they can honestly be like uh, how's um John um Zion was. That's true. Or or I was thinking uh T Mac versus Vince. Quick word from our sponsors. We'll be back. Hey, what's up? It's CVMK33. Look, I want you to subscribe, hit the notification bell, subscribe here, 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 everywhere, so you can get the latest and greatest of this podcast content. Stay tuned. Subscribe YouTube, CVMK Instagram. It is what it is underscore show, CVMK underscore global, CVMK33, www.cvmkglobal.store. The best supplements are. So, look, um, we talked about, you know, the kind of re landscaping, the reshaping. I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on a just quick rundown, and then we'll close with our final thoughts uh, after break. So, D Rose to Memphis. Um, what what in 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 fifteen seconds? What does this mean? Mentorship, mentorship, and uh, professionalism. ESPN downsizing. What does this mean? TV dying. Dame getting traded. What does this mean? About time, but you took too long. <laughs> you possibly took too long. Wimby versus Chet. What does this mean? The future. Mm. Scoop versus Brandon. What does this mean? Hey, primetime television. Primetime television. I'm going to close my final thoughts after this. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. Uh, www.cvmkglobal.store. Get your pre-workouts, your proteins, your creatines, all there, all in the product section. It can be at your doorstep tomorrow, www.cvmkglobal.store. I agree. D-Rose mentorship, ESPN downsizing, TV is dying. Dame, it's about time, but may, waited too late. Wimby versus Chet, the future, Scoot versus Brandon, must-see TV. Here's my final take on all of it. Um, every generation has a pivoting point. And all the heroes of 20 years ago are no longer in the league. The only name that is still present is LeBron. Um, every fan and athlete has to come to a point that it's over. That phase of life is over. I think we're have we have shifted into this new phase. Younger athletes, uh, more skilled athletes, different league, different almost sport. And what it's showing is you have to be outstanding in a plethora of areas. You either have to be eight feet tall and can shoot step back threes on one leg like Wimby. You have to, you know, have on-air talent that people want to watch, not just there because they majored in journalism 
You have to have a draw. Ooh, you said something right there. Um, and you know, Derrick Rose will forever be a legend, <laughs> no matter where he goes. And I'm gonna say this, and y'all can argue whoever you want. If T Mac made it to the Hall of Fame, Derrick Rose can too. I agree with you. I agree with you because that T Mac selection. I was like, well, T Mac can make it. Derrick Rose would be it. About to say, I ain't never seen somebody didn't make it to the third round, make it to the Hall of Fame. But congratulations. Hey. That's why we need Derrick Rose to do what he does in Memphis. I'm Rufy D. Rose. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say, if Memphis does not make it to the finals, they will only be dethroned by LeBron. I think Ja and Derrick can beat every team but L.A. And only because of LeBron. Only because, like, for whatever reason, LeBron has figured Derrick out. I even think they can take down Denver. And I'm going to say this, and this is unpopular. Denver's days are numbered. Coach Malone and them celebrated a little bit too soon. A healthy LeBron with another dynamic. This is why Damien's coming to L.A. It's going to be a wrap. You you better hope because uh, if you're gonna still think it's gonna be the LeBron and AD show without them without uh, Javale and uh, Dwight, yeah, y'all not getting another ring. No, I, yeah, I know <laughs> they should have kept Dwight. He in Taiwan right Bro. now. No, y'all should step everybody. <laughs> no, I know. but where can they connect with you, man? Where's your podcast? Where can the people follow you? Hey man, y'all can follow me at Steve O Speaks on everything. My channels are we all I'm on NBA Central, Sky Central, I'm sometimes on Bear Central, but majority of my stuff I'll be on NBA Central. It's uh it's an emblem, it's black and orange. It's, it's two of us out there, it's a, it's a blue and white one. But it, us, it's black and orange, NBA Central. Follow all the central platforms. We building a network over there. So yeah, y'all make sure y'all tune in. Y'all, follow him on NBA Central. Steve-O Speaks. Connect with your man on all things. And if you want to keep seeing amazing people like Steve, you know what you got to do. YouTube CVMK is on every single place where from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, however you listen to podcasts. Just put it is what it is. I'm going to pop up. My bald head is going to pop up. (laughs) And you need to click the like button and the notification button and make sure this algorithm is working for the brother. Uh, so we don't be like ESPN over here. Instagram, CBK underscore global. It is what it is underscore show. CBK 33. And until next time, guys. Thanks.